this episode of Hell is Full of Dads, we do not discuss a popular television show. Cody shares a bizarre dream with us, and we interview our friend Hillary from the Muck Podcast. First, lead off with the fact that if you're listening to the recorded version of this podcast and you're expecting us to talk about certain television shows, <laughs> cooler cooler heads prevailed on that. I would love to uh, I would love to discuss uh, projects that I've worked on, but I think just based on our content, even though it's not, con- I don't think it's that controversial. There's a possibility that someone might interpret what we say as controversial, and everything I say is should definitely be taken not taken seriously at all. But as someone who works in the film and television industry, I think it's best that, you know, as the old saying goes, you shouldn't shit where you eat. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And I can totally respect that. Uh, (laughs) So I'm going to stay away from it as, as, as you asked, but just so you know, I really liked this and I don't know why I wasn't. Yeah. I don't know why I wasn't watching it before. I'm dude. I like cars and let's just leave it at that. I really do. I really do like cars. Really? And I like working on them. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I love working on oh, cars. Yeah. I love it. I was really into the show. I thought it was, I thought the way they framed it, the dude seemed cool. They they made it really accessible and understandable. Uh, no, nobody tried to make you feel like an idiot. And and that was pretty I'm cool. Always, I, I really dug it. Dude, I'm always blown away. Like, cause they do those builds in like three days and they completely do engine. Like took an engine out of one car and put it in another. I was like, it would take me 10 years to do that. And they do it in like forty-eight hours. It's insane. Once we hit, once we once once we hit the stop button today, I do. I have some questions, but we'll get there. We got <laughs> and, and we've of got course four and a half hours. <laughs> when uh, when uh, in the film and television industry, there's above the line and below the line employees, and then there's talent. Uh, above the line employees is people that produce shows, and I am not that. I'm below the line employee because I'm a crew member, so I'm really I'm exceptionally replaceable on any project so that's where i'll go with that if i would say this though if we do leave this portion where i'm explaining why to whoever comes and listens why we're not going to talk about tv shows that i've worked on if said host of said show especially one in particular ever wants to come on this show and talk about being a dad then he's more than welcome to come so or any of those guys but and i know how much you particularly like we're working on this show so i i definitely yeah. don't want to ruin it. i definitely don't want to ruin it that you really had a good time working on this particular show so i'm definitely not going to be the guy that that runs that in the dirt because i make you know dick jokes oh it won't so. be you it will definitely be me it will definitely be me doing ha 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 baby ted cruz and all ha ha me uh me uh you know saying disparaging things about you know sitting senators and mickey mouse's voice probably would get me fired so because i don't know who i disney might not own everything who knows it might, it might really be that channel might be a disney property and we don't even know yep i just get a phone call and it's like ha, oh, you fucked up now ha oh. <laughs> need to see you in orlando ha, 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 have have fun standing in the bread line ha, ha, ha. i hope your kids don't want to go to college ha. i got banned from twitter today from calling people fucking idiots 
Yeah, I can't believe you got a 12-hour Twitter ban. That was, I was like, what the fuck? How do you get banned from Twitter? Well, some people were saying that marijuana caused overdose deaths, and I had to set them straight. <laughs> I did see. I, I was wondering how fired up you were. Oh, I don't know, dude. I was lit up today. <laughs> you were you were pretty you came you came at me pretty hard and I'm just like I don't I don't know I don't know what to do with this bro. <laughs> That's so funny how mad you were about this shit. <laughs> what else was I? I was I was on something else too. God damn. All right. So the hedge fu- the hedge funds took revenge this week. I saw that. Yeah. They, uh, they went after Shamath, right? Did we talk about how much hedge funds fucked me this week can we talk about it yeah of course can i have a platform to say that i think the rich oligarchy the rich white oligarchy that runs this country got angry because a brown man said that they were taking advantage of the lower class and they can go fuck themselves because we're not going anywhere and if you think that we're gonna sell because you drive a fucking stock from fourteen dollars down to eleven dollars and you think that my little bit of this American dream is tied up in that stock, and you think I'm going to sell, you can go fuck yourself. I'm not selling for anything. You know why? Because this motherfucker is going to at least $20, and I will see you at 100 you fucking cunt bags. Cut that. Let's put that on the podcast. Yeah, fucked me. Fucked me right in the keister. <laughs> he says as he laughs. So my my whole you got a whole I quit on you is every time your camera won't work you immediately fall to pieces and I don't understand how someone that can do that can run a hundred miles I don't get it uh, because I'm pretty sure I rally bitch every time it happens I just come right back strong as hell that's the see running a hundred miles isn't about getting beat up by the shit that pops up it's being able to come right back baby no quitting this guy there's a lot of quitting me nobody <laughs> does uh, I mean. I mean, when you're running 100 miles, do you have to get Bo to come in and help you, or what? <laughs> Don't you, you fucking dick. No, mostly my friend Michelle. She's my she's my race she's my race mom, wife, whatever you want to call her. My um, friend Michelle has to like carry me around. <laughs> every time, every time I have a race, she's like, "Oh Jesus!" <laughs> One time, I showed up to a race. It was like 37 degrees. I showed up with it was a six hour race. I showed up with no food, no water. No, no extra clothes, no nothing. I just had a racing lid on, shorts and shoes. And Michelle was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> well, I just fucking figured it out. <laughs> that sounds. She had about to right. give me. She had to give me like a bunch of stuff to finish. I've had this bottle since Tyson last fought. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good bottle of bourbon. That would have been Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, I think so. I haven't had a drink since then because I've wow. been on this ADHD medication. Can't drink on Adderall. You get fucked up. Yeah. Did you hear about Andy Reid's son? Uh-uh. Andy Reid's son uh, is also on the chief staff. Uh, got into a car accident on Thursday night. The little girl's still in uh, critical condition. He was on alcohol and Adderall. He admitted so... to having two, two or three drinks. Betting on Tampa Bay then? I wonder if that affected the – not to be a fucking insensitive brick, but I wonder if that affected the odds at all. I, I honestly don't know. Uh, but 
I mean, Andy Reid lost a son to addiction at some point. Oh, that sucks, I believe, man. I believe so. I mean, he's just that's not great. Um, there's a there's a, actually there. Have you have you looked at the movie uh, with um, the guy that plays Michael Scott on The Office? Jim Carrell, Tim Carrell, James Carrell. Who? <laughs> Steve Carell. Steve Carell. <laughs> Adam Carell. <laughs> Cody Carell. Patrick Carell. <laughs> Carol Carell. <laughs> Pete Carell. Head coach. There's a there's a he there's a movie with him where he it's about him. I think it's actually based on a true let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. Have you seen it? I don't know. I think that one of the best movies he's ever been in is the movie The Way Way Back. The Way Way Back. Yeah, you never seen that movie? Mm-mm. Oh. They, it's hey, got hey, hey. hey. Yeah. There's a new trailer for coming to America. <laughs> oh, oh I watched uh, coming I watched coming to America today. Dude, I wanna I'm gonna oh man, I'm so jealous. So jealous. Uh after Deuce and I got back from the the, the the trampoline park today we we had scheduled to go outside and then it just started to pour and it was ugly all day so i showed him coming to america what temperature was it 75 no, it was, degrees yeah it was like 70 degrees yeah oh my god it was cold there today huh hey once i get that once i get a shot in my arm can i come hang out with you can i come live with you for a month <laughs> yeah of course you can we'll record four years worth of podcasts <laughs> maybe we should just start doing podcasts that are dedicated to a specific topic, because I would like to do a, a podcast completely dedicated to the office. <laughs> as hack as that sounds, I've rediscovered my love for the office from beginning to end. I watched the first two seasons a lot. I don't ever go past that. I don't know why. The first two seasons? Yeah. Dude, that, like the first season's probably the worst season. I love it. <laughs> I love uh, it. Hold on. Best-selling pair of memoirs from father and son. So it's a pair. Oh, that's dope. I want to read it as opposed to watching it. Chronicles oh, the heartbreaking, inspiring, inspiring. I said inspiring. I'm a fucking inspiring. <laughs> inspiring experience of survival. How do how do you couple those two? Inspiring experience. Fuck the person that wrote this. Relapse and recovery. I yeah. I don't know. I don't even know if I could read it. I'm sure reading it's harder than watching the movie because I started watching. It. I was like, I can't fucking watch this, dude. It's too dark. Is it on? What's it on? I don't know. Oh, I gotta watch it. I gotta read it. I think I gotta read it. I mean, if I, if you, if there's two memoirs from two points of view, that's fucking dope as shit. That is great, right? That is really yeah. great. Yeah. So I think that's interesting. Carol Carell. <laughs> Philip Carell starring. I'm so excited that you're drinking with me tonight. <laughs> Can we just spiral into like drunkenness? We're like, oh, fucking <laughs> Um, I have an absolute obsession with skate culture. I was like, I love it so much that I actually want to shoot a documentary about skate culture because it is fucking insanity. How this is, this is 19. This is like, I was talking to my, my wife about this. Like we were listening, we were listening, we were going through cause Lucy wanted to hear music and we started playing, um, we started playing uh, Sesame street songs just to get her to dance and do whatever. And I was, we were talking about which Sesame Street renditions, like guests that have appeared on Sesame Street that we hate. Jamie had hers, and I was like, I hate Gwen Stefani's Sesame Street ex- appearance. It's terrible. They were like, 
let's listen to No Doubt. And No Doubt for me is sixth grade skate away in Hobbs, New Mexico. Oh, yes. They fucking played No Doubt so much. And I was say, dude, I, uh, I don't know. Let's 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 just take it. Let's just take a gander. Well, you know this has had this has like permeated TikTok culture now because like Riley wanted a pair of skates and now everybody skates. Is there anything that seems cooler than oh, going out and this? just skating? No, but have you? I I cannot. I I can't even imagine trying to do that. Riley got these great roller derby skates and. You know, she does all right, but she doesn't like falling down. So she like gets real bummed out. I want to take her. There's a there's a place down here in Davie. I- Obsessed with this, dude. Obsessed with skate skate life. Is there a skate, skate life there a- underscore TV? If you always want to watch, if you guys want to watch, if you want to subscribe to a dope ass Instagram, it's skate life underscore TV. Is there a skating rink in your area that you could just go? Say hey, I'm not with these white here. motherfuckers, dude. Think of have we not been watching this channel? <laughs> There's a certain flavor of individual. I told you I want to move to Atlanta and I want to be friends with African Americans exclusively. I will go on the record to say that every goddamn time. I keep forgetting you live in Portland. It's like the I third fucking whitest. hate these whitewashed cunts. <laughs> it's like the third I hate these white people. City in America. God. Can I go on the record and take a hard, firm stance that black people have way more fun than we do? <laughs> Can I just fucking say that? That they're way cooler, they're more laid back, <laughs> trying to live. Are we dispatch the black coats to just shoot them up? Like, what the fuck are we doing? What are we doing? Can we just let – can we just – ah. <laughs> I I can second all of that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I didn't see you tell a lie. I didn't see you say anything controversial. <laughs> but I'm also living in the same skin you are, so maybe that's the reason. Why. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I I want you to tell me this dream, and you're I, you're procrastinating, and now you're gonna do it. <laughs> Oddly enough, this is how good we are at making content or radio or podcasting is we just. One subject rolls right into the next, buddy. (laughs) So I don't know if you saw this news article, but, and I don't know if you're familiar with the young man's work, but (gasps) country music star Morgan Wallen caught on video using the N-word. I know who he is, and I saw the video. Do you really, do you listen to this guy's fucking music? Because I put it on last night, because Jamie, this this is leading into the the whole conversation, but... Jamie, I asked Jamie if she'd ever heard of this guy. She's like, no. And I put on his music, and I was like, this fucking sucks. This is garbage. There's a song. He made a song a while ago, The Way I Talk. I really like that song, and uh, more than my hometown. But he's not He's not like a standout country singer. He's just another guy. But I, I did Sturgill's, see the video. I think Sturgill Simpson said that modern country music is – rap for white people that are scared of black people (laughs) (laughs) that's that's probably that's probably fair that's probably actually a fair assessment (laughs) i don't know i don't Uh, know if mr wallen fits into this category or not but that's what circle simpson said he's that vein of he's that vein of like bro country it's 
it's not it's not great music but i did see the video where he used uh the racial slur and it's not great and uh so here's my here's my thing is my wife and i have this thing where we're playing a game of it's like rummy cube but it's also associated with uno and we've been playing for eight days straight now we play around a night in the first four days she absolutely smoked me and she's got like i think you gotta play to 200 i think she has like 195 points but the last four nights i have played the game of attrition where i've just fucking kicked her ass but i've only got like three or four points every night so i'm slowly building my lead up and she's just not closing the deal and it's driving her fucking insane it's driving her nuts and i want my wife to know if she's listening to this you're not gonna close the deal she got mad at me because I called her the James Harden of, <laughs> of Uno, <laughs> Jen Rubby, or Uno Rubby. Does she know who James Harden is? She was like, "If you call me James Harden one more fucking time, she's in the she's in the living room right now trying to sell uh, blazer scarves, dude. She knows who James Harden is." <laughs> okay. I was like, "You're good. You're fucking good. It's undeniable. But you're just not bringing home any rings. Okay, you're not closing the fucking deal." <laughs> I was like, she's like, if you call me James Harden one more time, and I was like, okay, Beard, whatever you say. <laughs> so in our competition to play uh, Uno Rummy Cube, I brought up the this, this subject of country music star, I don't even remember his name, Morgan Wallen, using the N-word in a parking lot and someone catching it on tape. And I told her, I was like, unequivocally, unequivocally, have I never in my entire life being someone that grew up in the South, not technically the South, never growing up in someone that grew up in the country who is essentially a redneck just trying to hold his life together. Have I ever, have I fucking ever not done it, but never been compelled to yell the N-word? Never fucking felt the urge to do it. Never been angry enough to do it. Never even, never even like accidentally done it. <laughs> It blows my fucking mind that someone would do that. It blows my mind. I grew up, like we said before, the reddest county in a blue state. The blood reddest county in a blue state. And I've never felt the urge to do that. So I told my wife, I was like, I could never use this word. and I, never, I would never shout this from the rooftops in anger. My dream last night, and this is so great because it goes back to like, I think it's all like subconscious bleeding in from Portland is that you and I were at a party, right? And we were standing on the outside of a uh, like a pop-up tent that had walls. And we were talking, and we were like talking shit to each other. And we used that word in the context of like a rap song, but just kind of like just talking shit to each other. And some white Portland social justice warrior guy was standing on the other side of the, of the wall of the tent. And he totally just ran us into the dirt online, and we got super canceled about using that word. It, I woke up and I was like, <gasps> <laughs> I was like, no, 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 let me explain. There's a thousand things that are going to get us canceled at some point. That's more than likely not going to be one of them. I don't think so. I, I would just, I would say there's a list of a thousand things and that's not on there. You're just like, oh, do you want to see the darkness inside of me? <laughs> Let me open it up. <laughs> Blackest heart you've ever seen. 
I think that sometimes your overwhelming anxiety about what we're doing here, creativity, and maybe, just maybe, you should take a step back. Why? Why? <laughs> Can I just say something? And I want you to, I want you to keep this on, I want you to keep this on the record just in case I try a new ADHD medication and I drop dead. And I don't ever get to say anything directly to my youngest daughter. And I just want you to keep this and just in case anything ever happens to me, I want you to say, I have never, I never wanted you to exist. When I found out that you were coming, I absolutely destroyed me. I thought I was going to fall to pieces. I didn't want you. I have never wanted anybody less in my entire life. That's how you want me to start it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because um, she needs to know who her father is. I'm not going to ever lie to my children. Unless you're a mom um, and Santa. That's true. God damn it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was filled with absolute anxiety. I had to know what your, what your gender was just so I could feel some kind of attachment to you and want you to be in the world. And you are my favorite person in the whole entire world. <laughs> damn. Now that you're here. Wow. I love you, man. I'm going to take a minute before I invite Hillary. <laughs> so my kids are in there just playing with each other. It's the most incredible thing ever. It's, inc it's, it's, um, uh, uh, that's amazing. It's valuable that they're that close in age, right? Because my kids are way far apart, you know? Hi, I'm Tina Jaramillo. And I'm Hillary Doherty. And we host the Muck Podcast, where we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. Hey, Tina, did you know that Elvis crashed the Nixon White House for the sole purpose of getting a DEA badge and it worked? <laughs> or how a gun control advocate senator out of California engaged in gun trafficking with the notorious gang leader Shrimp Boy? <laughs> Shrimp Boy, I remember him. Okay, so, you know, we cover all of that and more from maladies, madness, mischief, and murder in U.S. politics. And we also host a bi-weekly interview segment called Lil Muck. We interview politicians, journalists, activists, and others who share their experiences in politics. Find The Muck Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and check us out on social media at The Muck Podcast. Let's get our first ever guest in here. Because <laughs> 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 I was... Fucking <laughs> hey. Uh, hi. Hey. <laughs> wow, look at this. What's up? Welcome. Uh, he's drinking whiskey. I'm drinking beer. Are you are, you don't have any alcohol? I don't. And I charge five ninety nine a minute for these late calls, gentlemen. So I hope you have your credit cards ready. Holy shit. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh my Oh, oh your camera just died. This is so embarrassing. <laughs> we invite somebody on with a successful podcast and your no. fucking camera battery dies. That's unbelievable. Oh my God. So what's going on? What's on the agenda tonight? I was crying. I was literally crying right before you got on the podcast. No, so. baby, sweet baby, no. It's fine. It's fine. We're good. I like your shirt. Oh, thank you. I've been there. You talked about it on the podcast before, right? No fucking way you've been to the south of the border. Are you fucking kidding me? We drove to D.C. from Florida. When I was 15, we drove from D.C. to Florida, and we stopped there. I don't know. There was tons of billboards. My mother was probably drawn in. And I got an Elvis um, yeah. ashtray that she never knew about. Yeah, there's like Elvis's 80, face on it. 
80 miles of billboards before you get some <laughs> yeah. incredible. Yeah. you guys. Up in Florida? Yes. I was born in New Orleans, but grew up in Florida. Hey, in, Barefoot in... Lobo. What's up? <laughs> oh my God. I've never so... met Barefoot Lobo. I've never met him in person. This is crazy. Ever? Never. I literally, so I run through her neighbor, where I think her neighborhood is anyway. I don't, I don't yeah. stalk her. I don't know where she lives, but I run through her neighborhood all the time. You're more than her. welcome to stalk me anytime, Barefoot Lobo. <laughs> <laughs> all right so we have we i think we have some questions do we have some questions for hillary here first of all congratulations on being our first ever guest on uh i almost said on the muck podcast <laughs> <laughs> well you're welcome i'm happy I'm <laughs> These sound effects gotta, are the greatest thing that's ever happened to this podcast, you guys. I love it. You got to do it. There we go. All right. Oh, oh my gosh. Awesome. Asshole is hammered. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways. All right. So do we have any, some, we have to have some actual questions for Hillary. All right. So first of all, <laughs> you sent us a voicemail. Hold on, I got some notes. I'm a professional okay. podcast. He's fanboying out on you on our own podcast. <laughs> Are you? That's so hot. Do it again. Come on, keep fanboying. It's amazing. I we have no wanna. fans. This is awesome. So what's what Hillary? Tell us one thing that you you said a, like you're a very anxious person, and that's something yeah. you see in your daughter. Is there anything mm. else that you don't want to hand down to your children? Um, I have a terrible temper like zero to 60, no time. And that's, I and I've already seen it in my son. So good luck ladies or gentlemen, wherever that goes. I don't know, but yeah, that's not fun. Not good. So we've been talking about the last hour. We've been talking about how you and I are essentially the same person. Yeah. And that was my answer was, I don't want to pass along my temper ability to just jump to anger immediately to my, to my kids. Mm -hmm. So, so I do, it, we had, we had like some funny thoughts. First of all, I, I do believe that uh, Tina and I are very similar and you and Cody are very similar. Yeah. And we want to do, we want to do crossover episodes where you and yes. Cody do the hell is full of dads together. <gasps> as, but just like an, an all anger version. And then Tina and I do the muck. <laughs> together just like all lovey-dovey version and yes. see how that works out for everybody here's the problem though too is that well it will work perfectly number one because i have to do everything with you guys all the time so dude she uh, tells me things off air that i can't even get in i can't even believe it the things that she says that she's been that she's done in her life that she's I, i'm like when can we talk about this and she's like when we're making millions of dollars and i don't care about my job <laughs> i'm like okay then we can, can get you into not it. wait for that day can you not wait for that no. day when you have financial independence where you can just unleash every thought in your head with, at, with no regard for the, the outcome of – We don't have financial independence. and We talked about hallucinogens on our last podcast. So I, don't know that, <laughs> I don't know that we're That's the best you, to buddy. come to. That's for you. I work <laughs> I in an industry where they encourage use of hallucinogens. <laughs> so, there you go. so you've heard us talk about being dads. What, like, do you, do you, do you think that the perspective is different? Oh, obviously the perspective is different because you're a mother, but what do you think the defining difference in perspective is from some of the things you've heard us say on the pod versus like the way you 
you address being a parent? But before we get started, um, yeah. how, how old are your children? Um, my daughter is 12, going on 35. She's so serious about everything. And then my son is nine, almost 10. So you have a mix. You have a mix of boys and girls. Good, yeah. And we're shut down for business. That's the end of the line for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and I started later than you guys. I was 30 when I had my daughter. Barefoot, you must have been a lot younger than me because your daughter's the same age, yeah? Yeah, I was 20, uh, 25, 26 when she was born, yeah. Okay. And she'll I was 30, be, I was she'll be 12. She'll mm-hmm. be 12 in like two weeks. Okay. So what do you think is the defining perspective between motherhood and hearing us idiots ramble on about being fathers? First of all, don't say you're idiots because you're absolutely not. That's the best thing about your podcast is you guys are so in tune with those kids. Um, I think that the difference is that moms are immediately bonded like before the baby's even born, right? So we already know that baby's coming out. We know like this. We know that we have the instincts for it. I think dads have to learn it and have to uh, develop those skills. But it is about play, I feel like, more for dads. You know what I mean? Unless you're pushed into that role of caretaker, which I think Cody, you part, you have a big part of, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's mostly it's yeah. mostly play for me. I'm just. I'm, <laughs> so something fun something time that Charlie. I learned, I learned because when when I'm a very research it before it happens kind of guy, where I like researched everything when when I found out we were gonna have a kid, and I discovered that even like even in fairy tales and children's books everything is very centralized on the mother and the Mm -hmm. dad in culture and in literature like literature is like go go earn an income and bring home Mm -hmm. the bacon that is your fucking role there's no deviation from that and there's a book there's a there's a book that i will i'll i will share on our instagram it is was pivotal for me of like learning learning that information being like ooh. I didn't know. I I never. I never realized that I consider that. But the the role of a dad is really, bre- like breadwinning. That that's mm-hmm. even in my in my experience. That's always what I thought the role of a dad was. And coming from the point and even having children, when I realized that's not the role that I want to have. I actually want to be involved in my kid kid's life. So that's. I think that speaks to what you were saying. Well, I think Hillary. First of all, you're you're strikingly independent. As, as far as we know from from what I hear on the podcast that you yeah. do, the Muck, the Muck podcast, go download it, like, subscribe, listen. Uh, <laughs> but you're, you're, I mean, you're just a very independent human being. Um, how was, how did you approach motherhood at first? Were you like, I don't know if this is for me or did you, <laughs> were, did you embrace it wholeheartedly? So buckle up. Are you ready? So okay. I'm, I was thinking about this today. This is so funny. I was thinking about this today because my daughter, um, uh, I met my husband October 1st, 2007. We were married May 26th, 2008. So six months later, that was like jumping into that marriage, jumping into having a baby right away. How did I embrace it? I was excited. I was 30. I wanted to have a family. Like in that moment, I was like, this is so fantastic, right? And then you move in together and everything starts to become super real. And um, I enjoy, like I did the same thing. I read every single book you could imagine about being a mother, like everything that you need to do. The baby, she, 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 she arrived and it was fantastic. Like I can't complain about pregnancy or birth. It was like fast, easy, good. I enjoy motherhood. I'm happy about it. I'm happy that it happened. I, I just think that, um, what's the best way to put this? 
there's no rule book. There's no manual. Like I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing at all. Like none. And like, so when my daughter's super anxious, I know that's for me. I know that's all the things that I, I've done that I wasn't ready for, but I don't think that we're really ever told what we're supposed to do. My mother tries to give me advice. I'm like, this bitch doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about. Like she has no fucking idea. Cause I'm like this, like I'm going to make her the same way. So I embrace motherhood for sure. I'm definitely um, somebody who has expectations of my kids. That's probably greater than what they want me to have of them. You know what I'm saying? I put a lot of pressure on them to do well in school. And uh, I know your daughter's on like TikTok and stuff like that. Like I'm super not into that because I just, I mostly because I have no idea what the fuck's going on on there. You know what I mean? And I'm scared, but um, she just got a phone for the first time, like two weeks ago, which was a big, huge deal. Um, but yeah, I have no idea what I'm doing. But I think that that's kind of the point. And I think that's kind of like what we always have to keep saying is that we don't know what we're doing and we have to like let people know that it's okay to go, you know, is this the right thing or the wrong thing? Do you know what I mean? Because really, plus we've talked about this before Barefoot Lobron on our podcast is that uh, our parents didn't know what the fuck they were doing and look at us, right? Like we're just, we're repeating these cycles of like people who don't know what the fuck they're doing all the time. I mean, but I've that, taken the things out that were bad, but I that don't know. fear also lives in us. I, I, I now, I mean, you gotta, you gotta figure your parents were scared as shit, you know, yeah. uh, when they were trying to raise kids, and now we're scared as shit, not knowing what we're doing. You asked a very pertinent question uh, on your, on your voicemail, and we kind of answered it earlier about, uh, you know, do you feel like, do you feel worthy of your kids' love? what do you do you do you do you find like moments where you're just like I don't I don't feel like I I'm I'm this valuable that these kids see me this way yeah I feel that all the time do but you, I think it's mostly because I do a lot so I have a full-time job and I never stopped working like I worked the day that my daughter was born like I worked that day and then I gave birth that night and was back at work I had my son four weeks later, I was back at work. Like I just, it's constantly what I'm doing. And then all of the political stuff that I do now, all that political work that I do now has like for the last four years took a lot away from the time that I spent with them. And I feel incredibly guilty about that, but I would never tell them, but I do. Um, so I've tried to stay home more now. Um, but I think about all of that, especially when my son's like, mommy, mommy, mommy. And I'm like, no, I just want to sit here and look at Instagram for five minutes. You know what I mean? And that makes me feel guilty. <laughs> Um, I don't know. What do yeah, you do? I know. What I feel like job? I'm not because we know ourselves, right? And we're no, we're, we're not perfect. But these fucking kids think we're perfect, and that is like hard to live up to. It's really hard to live up to that. Well, that's one um, of the answers I gave, and I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to spill it all here, so you can hear what I said on to your voicemail. But uh, I do. I tell my kids all the time, "Daddy's wrong. Dad doesn't know what he's doing. Just you know, <laughs> take everything I say with a grain of salt." So, Cody had a great question what do you do without telling us where you work obviously mm -hmm. what's your what oh, for living you oh i'm in I, i'm an office manager for a construction company and i worked there for over 20 years i think last month was my 21st or 22nd anniversary so yeah that's some it's that's what pays the bills that's some stick with itness right there yeah well that's how i am i have to have consist i have to have like consistent con like i'm so opposite of you barefoot lobo i'm so opposite where you're like i'd quit this job i'm like what no what about your health insurance like that's how i'm like i gotta keep a roof over my head what are you talking about you quit your job you know no i gotta stay i need everything to be the same i like to be comfortable you know yeah, yeah what I do, yeah. 
something with something well i don't know from the podcast or from instagram something with like television right or yeah documentaries or something okay we yeah. ran we ran into issues this week because i had uh, <laughs> a show a show that i work on one of the hosts retweeted that we were going to talk about the show that i worked on on the podcast Uh-oh. and then um I was like, it, that, it, that was the intention. And today it like dawned on me, like I say some shit that 100% could just get me fired on this thing. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> well, my bosses don't, don't know, not that I know of, but they know that I'm super liberal and that doesn't bother them. They're Republicans, like whatever. But they never, I actually asked them if I could get the nose ring because I want to get a nose ring. And my boss is like, I don't care. You come in here with blue hair. What the fuck do I care about the nose ring? I'm like, okay, I'm just asking. Just want to make sure. Yeah. All right. So we have, we have two, I have two questions. First of all, uh, this is going to be our. I'm not doing very, I'm not doing very well. I feel like I'm doing terribly. Sorry. You're doing you're incredible. Doing what are you yeah. nuts? <laughs> if anything, See, I need constant validation. Is another flaw. I should just bet. Oh, that's my flaw. Yes. Hello. See, Tell me you. how much you love me all the time. Yes, I need to hear me it. Me too. Oh, I'm the same way. Just, please tell me how much you love me. I need to hear that all the time. Yeah. It's, I think it's why it's. I think it's why having kids is valuable for my self esteem because they're constantly telling me how great I am. Yeah, um, but like so, you said on your podcast last week, you said. Um, that if people don't like you, you're like, what's wrong with them? I'm like, no, they're completely right. They shouldn't like me. I'm not like that at all. Oh, that's <laughs> Cody. Cody's exactly. like, people don't like me. Exactly. So that's why you guys are the same people. I'm, I'm so heartbroken when people don't like me. Like, I have to know why. Like, I'm that oh, terrible, like, high school boyfriends is like, why don't you love me? Tell me what. No, Hillary, tell me. No, just, is it me? Tell me, Hillary, tell me why you don't love me. Please tell me why. No, here's the thing. So here's our, here's the real question. Yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So, uh, this is going to come out on Valentine's day. So how hard is it trying to balance being a mother and being a wife? Like, do you, do you find that's difficult at all? Maybe, maybe it's just the same reaction to your questions that I do. (laughs) I know. Where are you? What are you digging? All right. So here's another fun question because uh, I listen to your podcast, obviously, and mm-hmm. you and your husband have different political views. Yes. Um, <laughs> how have you, how have you, how, again, it's our, it's our Valentine's Day episode. So we're trying to talk yes. about couples here. How have you, how okay. did you navigate that? How did you navigate that uh, in what has been some of the most like divided political commentary that we've that we've dealt with as far as i know in in a long time okay not easy not easy uh i knew he was republican before he got married so i have no uh (laughs) there's no excuses whatsoever but with the trump era i thought for sure you know we can be reasonable but no he voted for trump twice holy shit but he's like catholic (laughs) conservative Catholic conservative, which it makes it even harder. Like that's what she said. No, it makes it even harder for us to like deal with all of that. Conservative, which is fair. I don't. I don't. I don't just. I. Oh, me too. I yes, 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 yes. But you. but but you know he never he never wavered from that point. What at what no. did your husband ever be like? Maybe we made a mistake. Ever. I love that conviction. I respect that conviction. I, <laughs> Being like, then, I don't care. <laughs> I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that. That never happened. I was told that um, Antifa 
storm the Capitol. Look, That's what I would totally say. My favorite thing in the whole entire planet. You know, Bo and I are, Bo's like a centrist Democrat, and I'm like, woo, lefty, right? So I thought that navigating that was difficult. I can't imagine navigating just it's being- very difficult. Before Trump, um, uh, uh, during Obama years, I was cool, man. I was like, that's cool, whatever you say. Obama's in the White House, bitch, bye. And then um, when Trump started to run, I thought for sure, like I remember being at his parents' house when Trump said that McCain was a loser because he was a POW. And the so shock wild. and like, oh, like the shock of when he said that, but I'm like, okay, so at least maybe it's going to get through and then they won't vote for him. And then they all voted for him, like super involved, like super into this administration. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. And I, and they're all like bright people. That's the scariest thing about Trump supporters to me is like, there are people who aren't the QAnon wackos who are like good people who have fallen for, been duped into this fucking cult, you know? Well, at the same time, right. I would say I don't like. I don't. Goddamn it! We're turning this into fucking goddamn political. We brought a political podcast. (laughs) She's active in the party here locally. I literally (laughs) sabotaged you because of your love of Hillary. I brought in Hillary to talk politics. That's what I did. Congratulations! Here we go. Damn it. Um. <laughs> Wait, well, let me say something real quick, Cody. Let me say something. I am, I like, I'm, I tip my like little toe into the party. I am not a fan of the Democratic Party at any level, at any, in any way. I think they're a bunch of fucking no clowns. Fan of Democrats? No. Shout out Red Tide Radio. <laughs> oh my God, this is the greatest. They're, listen, I can only, from, based on my experience, they don't know what they're doing. At least in Florida, in Broward County, they're mm-hmm. a bunch of, they have no fucking clue what they're doing. And then it rots from the head, bro. Like federal level, it's not good. And I'm personally, like, I can't just from the outside go, oh, I read this article. No, I know the players. It ain't pretty. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. And so we you can't know. be surprised when they're constantly failing because they have no money. They literally lost the health insurance for the Florida, the people who worked in their office, they didn't pay the health insurance. You this is a Democrat who help about health care. Hmm. I mean, what the fuck? You want to know how boss ass Hillary is? She <laughs> covered an acting member of the Democratic Party in our county on the podcast just recently. That's a that's boss as shit right there. <laughs> she just called it. Thank Idiot. you. I hate we, everybody. Yeah. I think everybody should burn. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'm definitely. just waiting for it to all turn south. I'm waiting for the dollar to be worth nothing, and then we're all going <laughs> to figure out what we're going to do. And then I'm going to hole up with Cody because he owns guns, and I'm a Quaker, so i got to go somewhere. <laughs> I own guns and stocks. Not yeah. all. <laughs> Nathan's been trying to foster a beef between podcasts i think he's just trying i did to i did to try to start a... or attempt to get more clicks is just trying to foster a beef and i'm like i don't know i don't want to argue with anybody but i did if try Hillary to start a podcast to argue with me about capitalism we could go to <laughs> how could you possibly start a beef between our two podcasts like we're the only fans that, that, that we have going he on. tried he fucking tried <laughs> Your number one fan was like, you know what we should do? We should go to war. And I was like, who should we go to war with? We should go, we should go, we should go to war with the only people that support us. 
<laughs> and we should shit on them hard. So hard. And I was like, no, we so shouldn't in, at all. So instead of your podcast, we instead of attacked my little brother's fucking YouTube channel. Oh my God, what's that? Who has what a thousand that? subscribers. He has a thousand <laughs> subscribers to his YouTube channel. He's doing astronomically better than any of us. And he listens so, yes, to the podcast. We should shit on him. What is wrong with you? You're always going to be a big brother. That's the problem. That's, he wants to go to war with people. I don't understand. No, it. I don't. No. <laughs> oh yeah, Quaker. I forgot. He's a Quaker. For an empath, for an empath, <laughs> and a socialist, you were very violent. You were very aggressive. I just, oh I just God. thought it. I just, I was doing it for the clout, bro. That's all I wanted. Which yeah. is a little bit of the clout. So Tina and I have all these like secret podcast boyfriends. You're number one secret podcast boyfriends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who's better? Nobody. Who's better at podcasting? Nobody. Me or Please. him? One of us have to be oh, better than the other two one. Of you? No, wait a minute, I can't choose. Cody's who's more, who's more fun to listen Come to? Come on. This is not. Do I sound like an idiot? Do I sound like an absolute no, fucking this idiot? Is not I always think I sound like an Cody absolute idiot. Cody is better idiot. at this show than me. I, I, I'm like, I'm, fi- I'm fixing to. I'm so white trash. I'm so white what? trash. It's unbelievable. That's what Barefoot Lobo says about himself. Don't say that about yourself. That's crazy. We're from the same place. We're both pretty white trash. Believe it or not. Oh, stop it. All those tattoos. I have a lot of them. He, Cody, show Cody. Cody has some too. He just doesn't want to talk about it. Look at that. Is that the beanstalk? Oh, wait. You want to talk about podcasts? You and I, or uh, tattoos. You and I talked about this. Cody and I have the same thing tattooed on us. Yeah. Dirt bags. Dirt bags. Yeah. That's why you don't get more white trash than that. (laughs) Why would you do that to yourselves? This is terrible. Terrible. White trash Emmys right there. I just want to say, I think of all the people I've ever interacted with online, Hillary might be my favorite person on the planet. Number one, because we, I think we're the same person. Number two, she went to his skating <laughs> rink last night, and I yes. sent her Skate Life. I sent her the skate li- the link to Skate Life Instagram, and she loved it, which is aces in my book. She's going to be an executive producer on Skate Life, my Skate Life documentary <laughs> that I'm going to shoot. Yes, let's do it. I'm in it. I'm in it. Isn't let's it do a, it. Did you, did you even know, like, okay, when was the last time you went to all, a skating rink? Well, I was probably – there was probably children there, so this was adult skating, uh and then i went there and this skate culture is insane and i'll tell you why i went ice skating tonight and it was all white people and it was fucked okay they couldn't yeah, even sucks. go around the ring right we talked about it. this earlier and they, it's fucking awful <laughs> they were going the wrong way the same but you know what, you know what, you know what <laughs> you know cody made this <laughs> exact same thing <laughs> i'm now leaving the I know about, uh, he the said that people? like, like, yeah, white people being the worst. And like, that's why he wants to do this. Look, it's official. I'm out of this podcast. It's just, it's now, it's now oh, Hell's no, Bad with no. Hillary and Cody. Let me tell you something. You know that scene in Mallrats when Jason Lee is like, that kid is back on the escalator. Remember that? Remember that yes, clip? That yeah. kid okay. is back, back on the escalator. Yeah. Okay. So I'm skating around ice skating tonight, and this fucking kid is probably four years old. He had a fucking Florida Panthers jersey on, which already pissed me off because that shit's expensive, and fuck you for buying that for a four-year-old. 
And the kid went in the opposite direction of everybody else all night. Every time I pass him, he's coming toward me. And I'm like, where the fuck is his parents? When every time he passes, I go, that kid is going the wrong way again. It was fucking mayhem. There was teenagers making out on the ice. And then also there's just people <laughs> racing like all over the fucking place. And I was like, well, who the fuck's in charge here? There's nobody running that fucking place. But then you go fucking to adult skate roller skating and these motherfuckers had that shit down so fucking tight it was so awesome it was so amazing i have never in my life i felt like it was amateur hour first of all because i was like oh yeah i'm on my skates they were like literally dancing disco numbers on their fucking i'm telling you it was probably a night when there was like families which is not the same thing at all this was like professional i haven't been skating in more than 20 years I want I, I, I sent you that I sent We're you that Instagram page. I am obsessed to... with it. So you haven't seen that in real life? No, I haven't. I, I stumbled oh on that God. and I was like, holy fucking shit. Because there's there's a there's actually there's a there's a there's a movie with T I where he covers <laughs> this in Atlanta. Like it's a skating okay. movie. ATL. Yes. 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 ATL. Is a is a movie, and I I've been I've been fascinated with it since then. And this movie, ATL, came out. Let's see here. Welcome to Hell is Full of Dads podcast, where we look up things and we look at videos. Yes, yes. We've been failing our audience by it's not fun. having Hillary as the third co-host of this podcast. Oh, dude, I'm in. I don't know if I can do four hours every Saturday though. That's a lot. We'll just four hours. We'll just call it- that's we'll funny. just call you. We'll just call you two you mean, hours in. You mean six hours of us talking oh to each other? Oh my god! Sorry, like it's there's good. so much content that never makes it to anywhere. Oh man! So on uh, February 27th, uh, we won't be able to record because I'll be running uh, a race that goes overnight, and um, we're literally just gonna cut together a bunch of shit we have and just release that. Maybe Good. finally we'll we'll release the sex in the city stuff. What the fuck is going on in this conversation? Look at his face when he just said that. He's fucking furious. He's so mad at me. Were you trying to determine if you're like a Miranda or a No, no, it's even more nuanced than that. We break the show Listen. down. We're fans. Mm. Oh I'm, I'm yeah, let's <laughs> <four seven. laughs> wait a minute. What <laughs> wait I'm Aiden. What Number one. I'm seriously. Oh, fuck you. You're not Aiden. So cute. You're not I am Aiden. You're Miranda at best. You fucking <laughs> bitch. Oh, barefoot. Get the fuck, fuck out of here. I'm Aiden. No, you're not. I this am Aiden. Fuck, fuck you. I'm getting There's nothing. <laughs> what do you leave? I, I didn't even know that was a choice. How is that a choice? You can't. You gotta pick one of the girls. So do you get when you guys record the muck? Do you guys do it? In, you guys do it. In the same room, right? Yeah, she would do it in my so in my di- in my dining room. So much better. Is this hard? Do you think not being together? I mean, it's a different dynamic. Like if we were like right there to each other, we'd just be like, I think it would be exponentially better. I think we'd be just make tr- swinging for the fences, just yeah. trying to make us each other like. That's all I want is like. I, when we started, I was like, let's just make a podcast where we just try to make each other laugh. Or yeah. 
let me have a podcast where I try to make Nathan laugh because I think that's where we shine. Where I'm just like, I will say the most ridiculous, I will say the most ridiculous shit ever, just to make. I just want Nathan to laugh. That's all I want in my entire life. I just want and people I just, to laugh. I don't give a shit. You know what's fucked you. up is I'm the most sensitive person on this podcast. <laughs> Nathan's an empath. I'm the one crying over over the time traveler's wife. I'm the one crying tears, on, actual tears on a podcast. So funny. Oh and he God. is just like, whatever. I don't. I, they had time travel. You tried to make me make, read, read a fucking thing about time traveling. I'm like, no. It yes, I did, and it said time traveling <laughs> wife. That's the name of the movie. Well, I I forgot to tell you, my my friend Mel, who listens to the podcast, and uh, she was like, she was like, how much you and Cody love each other is clearly evident on the podcast. <laughs> like we're just. <laughs> We're just, it's just ridiculous. I'll tell you, this is a funny story. So when I, so Cody came and visited me when Bo and I first moved in together. We weren't even, were we married? No. When you came down for the, no. When we, when he came down here, uh, she was like, you guys are so weird. She was like, you guys act like you love each other. I was like, we love each other. I don't know how to explain that any different than what you're saying. I'm very sorry that it doesn't make any sense to anybody. Cody, do you uh, you live around here? Do you know where um, do you know where uh, Tequila Sunrise is on yeah. Dixie? Yeah, yeah. Did you know Cody set the record there on Taco Tuesday for the most tacos eaten in one night? <laughs> this guy. Oh my god! How many was it? Sixteen, right? Sixteen, seventeen. Yeah. Jesus. Good grief. So it's like eight ninety nine all you can eat tacos, and Cody crushed like sixteen or seventeen of them. It was fucking amazing. He also tried to climb a palm tree on the way back from <laughs> from Hot Legs. Oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, no, I can Super tell you guys love each other, but I love the thing I really love about your podcast is how quickly it turns. It's like everybody, everything's funny. Like, huh, huh, Grover. And then it's like, Womp. my dad left and he never came back. And I'm like, woo, woo, like it, just, it goes like this where I'm just like, what the fuck's going on in this podcast? And there's so many subjects covered. I love every second of it. And it, the, when Cody's upset and Barefoot keeps like drilling, he's like, what do I want to put it? How'd this make you feel? And what did you think about this? Did you think that this is why you're like, I'm like, oh my God, this poor guy can't get a break. Oh my God. As one of four listeners that we have on our podcast, <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting because i'm i am i think it's i i personally think it's an interesting dynamic between the two of us because i think i'm the least sensitive person on the planet like my kids are my my world like my kids tear me to pieces when i think about being a dad it upsets me but everything else i am a cold-hearted ice cream <laughs> about everything yeah, yeah. so your opinion of me being like He's the one that's like, okay, we'll talk about him and his turn his father apart. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Our our relationship dynamic. Like, I want to hear what you think, honestly, because I hear it from um, my wife because she's the other person that listens to this podcast. But she's <laughs> she laughs at what Nathan says, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You know how much <laughs> what time I put into this? What does she think about you crying on the podcast? What does she think about that? She's seen it. She's fucking seen it. I posted on Instagram. <laughs> I posted on Instagram one time when I was on a flight when I was like uncontrollably crying i was like i need to document this for my daughter because she knows because i always i always operate on the assumption that at any moment of time i might drop dead so i'm always <laughs> like i want to document this 
moment. So my daughter, if anything ever happens to me, because I've gone to some, I work in television, but I've gone to some fucked up places. So I'm always like, if yeah. I die here, I want my daughter to know that the last thing, the last thing that ran through my head was I think about her. That's it. That's all I want her to know. Oh so my God. I think my, I think my daughter knows that I am a very, like, I care about her more than any other person in the world. That's mm. If I get stabbed in Haiti in the neck, it's like, ah. And I'm like, okay, fine. My daughter will know. Like, the last thought that went, like, oh, I wish I'd see my kids again before he bled out. That's all if I If you thought. cry, if you cry right now, I would, I could die happy. So let me just see a little tear come out. I'm not going <laughs> to cry. I'm not going to cry. There's a mo- I so cried you, right before you got on this, right before you hopped on. I was fucking bawling. I, I actually <laughs> held off, I held off sending you the link so that we could work through some <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Oh, yeah. so, so here's a, I went in, I went in, I went into my, my dining room and my kids were like, my daughter is, I have a nine month old and I have a three year old oh, and my three year old was running around the high chair and entertaining the nine month old. And I was missing it, but I, my, my wife showed me a video and I didn't, I didn't want my, I didn't, my, my, my second child, I did not want her at all. She's, a, she's not, she's an accident. She's a, literally an accident. And I want her to know that. But I, I love her more than anything on the planet. I love her more than my first child. My first child is garbage right. compared to the second child. Yes. Cut this out. Cut this out of the podcast. What are no. you talking about? Let him know. No. Let him fucking know. <laughs> I'm about oh honesty, God. God damn it. Oh, my God. So that's actually, that, that's actually a really cool question. So uh, my little brother is, gives me the most feedback on the show. Uh, mm. as a person who knows me, barely remembers meeting Cody. It's totally devastating to Cody. Hurts his heart. <laughs> um, but so my little brother listens to the show, loves it, loves the dynamic. Uh, and then his wife listens to the show, thinks, Jamie thinks I'm funny? That's amazing. I'm so excited. What do you take away from the dynamic of the podcast? Like, what's your biggest, like, what's the one thing you're like, the takeaway between the host dynamic? That, okay, so the thing that Cody just said about any second he's going to die, I know that you don't feel that way barefoot, right? No, like, as soon as he re- says things, I'm I go, there's no way barefoot. That way. Yeah, no, there's just no way. It's that I like the most. The, the complete opposite way that you guys are about even life, I think is amazing. But you're so similar as dads. You know what I mean? Don't you think so? Yeah. Why do you think that you're friends? What do you think is the thing you have in common that why you're such good friends? We come from the same place with this with like similar backgrounds. I think, I think that that, so Cody and I met through a mutual friend. Let's pull the fucking curtain back. Cody and I (laughs) met through a mutual friend. And I think, I I think we touched upon it. It might've actually got cut out of the podcast, but the thing that solidified our, our, friendship was i was in college cody came and picked me up we weren't even really great friends at that time cody came and picked me up i I went to college about three hours away from our hometown cody came and picked me up and brought me back and i hang out at his house for like three days while uh for my brother for my older brother's wedding to surprise my older brother to go to his wedding and i think that just over those three days we just became really good friends and i think we've been pretty much great friends since then nathan nathan and my friendship is born in the fact that if we had to eat pinto beans for the rest of our lives <laughs> we'd probably eat pinto beans for the rest of our lives and we would find a way to enjoy that 
<laughs> yes, I think we that's find that, the, We would find the brightness. We would find the brightness in that situation. I think that's that the odd. difference. The difference that makes us so dynamic is the fact that I think I I'm more ambitious than he is. But at the same mm-hmm. time, if we found ourselves on the same battleground, we'd be like, "Yeah, fuck it, whatever." We throw down. <laughs> yeah, fuck this shit. <laughs> you know what I love about your podcast too is that um, it's how different it is from our podcast, I and mean, we can bullshit a little bit in the beginning and the end. And the rest is very much like put together story. Like we both have to come with this shit together. Uh, but I like that you just bullshit the entire time. Like that's what I want to do. I want to just bullshit the entire, I have so much to say barefoot Lobo. I have so much to say. Well, you and I talked about this, about how you were, you were really surprised that we record for so long. And the truth is, is because yeah. this is how we mine out content. My, I don't want to get in and get out. I want to, I want to let, even if we have a guest like yourself, I want to let you f- just freely have the space to speak and then we can find stuff like there. We're going to, we're going to obviously cut out some shit that's boring, but we, like there's some stuff in here that's really fun. And I think, especially for me, I think Cody's the funniest and most talented human being I have ever met in my yeah. entire life. And, oh, <laughs> and uh, the whole, the whole point of this podcast was to get, other people to see how funny and talented he is and uh the whole point but, is um you want me to get wealthy as possible <laughs> when i don't have any responsible obligations we want my family to, we want my family to be taken care of because i don't want to be wealthy i don't want to be wealthy. i just want to say whatever i want to say let's be honest you see how he funny. puts a monetary value to the i don't know i don't want to i dude i don't i don't want to <laughs> I don't want to say anything. I am funny. I want the world to know who I am. I'm scared the world will cancel me and cancel me and make my family be like, yeah. you want your kids to go to college? Negative. You know, and they'll be like, I don't want to carry. I don't want to. I just want to. I just want to be. I just want to be wealthy enough to say whatever the fuck I want to say. If you don't want to laugh at it, don't fucking laugh at it. That's fine. But I don't want to be canceled over it. So when I build hmm. my wealth on stocks not art hillary i will fucking release a podcast that will destroy the world first of all i feel attacked on this i'm supposed to be a guest here by the way you should um (laughs) you should be and by the way i didn't make that i just said it's an attack i didn't i didn't say it is an attack you know what what, hillary you know what hillary (laughs) um no, listen, why should we be ashamed to want to make money on a podcast? Like, who gives a shit? First no, of all, it's not about like, making money. I just want money to be taken out of my kids' mouths because I am say yeah, inappropriate things. And I will say inappropriate things. You you understand because you are me. You get it. Yeah. No, I do understand. Listen, nobody wants anything put in imagine jeopardy. If, imagine if you were you, but you worked in the <laughs> entertainment industry. Hmm. I'm liberal as fuck. Think- I'm the most – I'm a liberal – Yet, I'm not full board. That's a problem. Well, and I have to sign like society. NDA stuff. Are you worried about that? Like saying something about somewhere you worked? Yes. But when I sign an NDA, I sign a disclosure that I won't talk about how we make a make a make a TV show. But I Get got that someone out. that was a host who retweet to retweet <laughs> our show and be like, "We'll talk about that show on our podcast," which is great. And we have the opportunity to reach a 
broader audience. But then today I was like, holy shit, if I because he did like a host of the of a of a show that's on a on a streaming platform retweeted us and was like, hey, you can watch you can listen to this podcast and I'll talk about a show. And then he did it and I was like, holy shit. If anybody that listens to that disagrees with what I have to say, even if it is a joke, because nine times out of ten, everything I say is a joke because I don't take anything seriously because life is a, life is a joke. <laughs> it was a great experience, but they're like, oh, I don't agree with these, and I'm instantly fired. Fuck. Instantly fired. It sucks. Jesus. It does yeah. suck. Fuck. So. Yeah, you got to be careful. I don't even know if my boss – Think knows that I still work for my company. He doesn't. So he doesn't. Sure. <laughs> there is a completely different respect to everybody on board. Like you don't understand. Like the the anxiety of anything that I say. Oh God. Like, when so I become a millionaire. Like, yeah. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that I love that you've just bought into the stupid shit we do. Like the I'm, fucking I'm fucking like, in. What are you talking about? Tell me to do it. The morning radio antics. She loves right, it. So Hillary loves it. I love Hillary it. loves it because she's me. Yes, that's right. More sound effects. So hold on. So my little brother wanted us to discuss something and we're gonna discuss it with Hillary on the pod. Oh my gosh. Uh, this is the greatest thing of my life. So my little brother asked me the other day um that he wanted us to discuss the fact that i had a really good role model as to be a father but a but not any idea how to be a husband Mm. obviously that affected the way i am a husband now do cody do you feel that you like had to like, do you think the learning pro- process to be a husband was harder than the learning process to be a father? I'm a way better father than I am a husband. Oh, me too. Fuck yeah. For sure. sure. Right? Unfortunately, what a shitty, what a shitty, like, what a shitty, unfair thing to say to our significant other. Are you a better mom, you think, than you are a wife? Absolutely. Ooh. And he would agree with oh, yeah. you. <laughs> so, what do you want? I, I, so... Hold on. So hold on. So we got to discuss parent dynamics. Were your parents married, Hillary? Yeah, they're still married. They're still married. They're so still you got married. to see like a functioning marriage your entire life growing up. How would you define functioning? Okay, that's fa- <laughs> hold on. That, that's fair. Did, are your are your were your parents visibly happily married or no? Candy? Um, I think that sometimes, yeah. I think at this point now, at their old age, they're um, they're just one person. You know what I mean? They've kind of merged into this one person, and they're just like moving through life together. Because there's no kids there, there's nothing else to like. It's just they had to learn to be together. Do you know what I mean? Right. Do you so, think that? Do you think that that's because like independence for women wasn't an option throughout their no. lifestyle lifetime, or do you think it's just? Simply, they wanted to be together. Just the process of doing life together was just difficult, and that bled over into watching them as your parents. I don't know. I think that uh, my mom worked really, really hard. My mom worked for the postal service, so she was working all the time in the Florida heat, and uh, probably never really felt appreciated as much as she should have been. If that makes sense. 
Uh, so she was tired a lot, my mom, but she right. worked really hard. It was, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. It was just, it was a lot all the time. Do you know what I mean? Right. Just a lot going on. I don't know. I probably take after my mother a lot, which is why everything's difficult here because I'm difficult. <laughs> I'm a difficult person, but whatever. It so Cody, obviously, I mean, your, your insight into marriage was your grandparents' marriage, right? Other than, other than what you've talked about, your mom's uh, marital dif difficulties. Do you think you had a, do you, do you think you had a real clear idea of what it meant to be a husband? Uh, because your grandparents obviously were the most functional marriage you saw. Do you think that you had a clear idea of what it meant to be a, yes. Oh, well, no. uh, our guest just no, covered no, no, that. No. You don't, you don't know if you had a clear idea of what it meant to be a husband at all. So my, and I will go to the grave shouting from the rooftops. My grandfather was, cause he was the only male figure in my life. Mm. Um, he set the example and he also taught me what not to do at the same time because he was mm. stalwart. He was very strong. He was very, very uh, bullheaded and I respect that. But at the same time, he the one thing that I will carry with me till the day I die is um, he was never satisfied with anything my grandmother would ever cook for him. So regardless of what he what regardless of what she made, regardless of what how good it was, he would always have some complaint about it. So, um, what was your original? So, what was your original? Question? Address it now. Address it now. What is your question? Answer. Ask me your question again. Do you think that you you obviously don't think you had a good role model of what it's like to be a husband? And do you, you think it's harder to be pump your brakes on that one? <laughs> Show some respect to my grandfather. Do you think it's harder to be a good husband than it is to find your way in being a good father? Yes, 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 I do. Um I love my children more than I love myself. That's the question again. Do you think it's harder? to find your way as a husband than it has been to find your way as a father. I feel that I put forth more effort to find my way as a father than I have as a husband. I, I think it's fair. harder. That's more a difficult, difficult that's a hard, that's a, that's a deep question. I'm going to say this. I don't think that, I think that as much as I love my father very much, I've, I've only seen him in one real relationship growing up. And that was my stepmother, uh, and that was for a very short amount of time. And he was definitely not a good husband. I'm, I'm going to be a hundred percent honest. My father, because he just was not a good husband. He just didn't, he was a lot like, I think like Cody and I sometimes view our relationship. We, we love our children more than we love anything on the planet. And that mm -hmm. unfortunately puts our significant others a step down from that. And that's not fair. That's not fair to them. It's not fair to our relationship with them. And I think that I think that uh, Bo and I work through that every single day. I adore my wife. I adore her. Like I worship the ground my wife walks on. But that, but that does not mean that I don't put my children's needs in front of hers. That's absolutely a real thing that happens. Mm. And that's not fair to her because she also has to live in a space where she has to put their needs in front of hers. 
And so I, I think that, I think that I have, I have no idea what it, what it means to be a good husband, like no role model. Anyway, I just try really hard. I just write her songs and, and points and think, and think I'm doing okay. That is good. What are you talking about? But uh, no, I, I think, look, I'll be the first to tell anybody. I love the shit out of my wife. Uh, but I do know that sometimes I'll put my children's needs in front of hers and she already does that. So like it hmm. makes, it would put her in a space where she feels like second in two different like relationships. And I, I don't even, I don't really understand what you're talking about when you say the kids needs in front of hers. What does that mean? Like if they need something, uh, I don't know. I, I mean that, I mean that, okay. So I, I, I mean that it's clear that I think it's a, it's a very clear idea that like, I don't know. I, 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 I feel that I treat, I I'm unfair to Bo because of how much like I put my children's needs first. Bo and I fight, or ha like our arguments are generated from this, where hmm. we disagree on where. <laughs> you gotta stop every time. That's you gotta give it one of these. I think Bo and I. I think that Bo and I. You don't feel on... that way about your children, and you don't care about your children more than you care about your spouse. I do, but I don't understand what that meant. Of course. I mean, what is this? I mean, we're getting, what about the, do you remember that lady who wrote, I re actually bought the book. There was a woman who wrote a book saying that she loved her husband more than her children. And if they were on a boat and she needed to throw one of them off, she would throw the kids off to save the husband. What? I will really? find her name and I will send it to you. Yes. That her husband, yes, she loved her husband more than her children. And it was fucking, people went nuts. People went crazy. And of course it, that is crazy. He's off the boat. Bye. I think it, learn to swim you're out i think See, that of course we I need face. to protect our i think that of course we need to protect our children more than we protect our spouses they're they're grown-ups that can function um but i think that i i mean maybe this is just me as a husband i think that i do feel guilty sometimes that when like for instance when i come home from work i gather my children around me to make sure that they know that I'm available for them. That's more short. than I do that's, my wife. That's a short. That's a short interest. That's not. That's not long term. Think about it in a long term. It doesn't make it feel better though. Like okay, yes, I. We could look at this from like a long game, short game kind of thing, but still doesn't make it make me feel better as a husband to know that I rush in and my kids are running up more to excited me. Excited to see the, your kids than you are to see your wife. Yeah, your kids are feel like infinitely this. more fun than your wife is. Can we be can, Hillary? Can we be honest? I mean, let's be fucking honest. I'm just, I'm just so confused by. I'm so confused by this conversation. I just think that they're totally different needs and they're totally different relationships. You know what I mean? And if he were to say to me, you know, when you come home, you rush towards the kids and you don't say hi to me, I'd be like, what the fuck? Grow up, motherfucker. They're the kids. Like, what are we talking about? You but, did she? There's no way she feels first that of way. All, no, I don't. I, but of course, Bo doesn't feel that way. She's like the chillest right, right. human being on the planet. Yeah. What I'm yeah. saying is, it's you is that feels that way. It eats can it me a little bit. Okay. Yes, okay, okay, of course okay. you can. We love you. Can I interject? Just a, just a touch. <laughs> can I be the Can I be the happy medium for all of this? Yeah. yeah. Can I say being gone for let's say ten days, but being across 
the ocean, being in a foreign country, being in the worst conditions you could possibly imagine. When I come home, and this is this is across the board, and it's 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 learning it and being like into it beyond anything. Because I lo- I love my wife to death, and I think like if we didn't, ha- I honestly think if we didn't have kids, I'd be excited to see her. At the same time, I am ex- astronomically more excited to see my kids than I am to see my wife when I come home. <laughs> I, I agree. I'm not saying I disagree. What I'm saying is, is that is that unfair? That's no, all. No, I don't think so. Okay. Because I wouldn't get I wouldn't get upset if she did the same. I wouldn't get upset if she did the same thing. I would understand it. Of right? course not. Am I wrong? No. Of a female perspective not. on the Hellas Full of Dads podcast. Uh, yeah, Am I wrong? I'll, I'll stay. If out. you went let's, to let's, if you went to if you went to, me. If you went to the okay. Bolivian jungle for yeah. ten days and you came back. And you were excited to see your kids. I would be like, "Fuck yeah, I take these sons of bitches." Yeah, exactly. Here's the difference: the only thing you'd have to do is that you'd have to acknowledge, like, "I'm really thank you so much for holding down the fort while I was gone." Like, that's all no, women are looking for. That is like, the number one thing. Just acknowledge it is all yeah. you have to so do. So is You're so good. is it just for me, for me who thinks that I'm maybe kind of a shit bag for not being I don't know for not putting it on the same level. Is it just me? Um, am I the worst? No. L- okay, so, so you're more excited to see your kids than your wife, right? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. But at the same time, because you 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 experience the same thing, but it's a microcosm of what I experience. Because what I experience is I am in a different country where my wife can't mm-hmm. easily reach me. There might be a twelve hour time difference, right? Mm-hmm. So my my love of my children is as equal like i i it's more and she knows this too this is no secret like it's a no secret. i've told her since the day because i told her before we started i was like i don't want children then we had children it's like i want you to be honest i want to be honest with you i love my kids more than i love you is that not is that a terrible thing i don't think it's a terrible thing but i don't know that but I, I love know. my kids more than i love anything in the entire world that's it that's the thing though is that terrible I'm no, the I point do where too. I had a dad I'm that never saying. talked to me, never interacted with me, and oh, I'm just no, like I love no. my kids more than anything. <laughs> but you I know what? That's too. how it's supposed to be, bro. That's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. Okay. I'm just That's saying that sometimes, for me, apparently I'm the only one, so I'm going to take it on me. Sometimes that makes me feel like not a great husband. I'm. I'm. Gonna it be makes honest. me feel like a piece of shit. It makes me feel like garbage. If my husband told me I love the kids more than you, I'd be like, you should love the kids more than me, you asshole. They're yeah. your kids. What the fuck? You're like, I don't need I your mean, approval, <laughs> you fucking dick. <laughs> yeah, you should. And guess what? I love them more than you. So at the end, like, why would this be <laughs> Yeah, <a thing>? exactly. <laughs> I think we should be right on the answer. same page. I, yeah, you should equally love your kids more than you love each other. Is also, that, is like, that don't, absurd? And also, like, I don't, I wouldn't get hung up on, like, coming home and the kids come out and they're like, mommy, which is what happens. I'm like, ah, right? And if he were to come out and be like, <laughs> I'd be like, please, it's enough already. Like, we don't need all this. It's too much. You don't need to like do a whole thing for the, for your wife. As long as you're saying like, I'm, I don't know. She, I think you mentioned that she works from home. Like, just say uh-huh. like, thanks for holding it down, bro. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's all women are looking for. I think exactly. acknowledgement that you've done, that they're doing this thing. Cause it can get taken for granted. Cause I've always said like, I I, just, I'm the bread. I'm the, definitely the breadwinner in our family. But the fact that I will, I will, I'm gone for two, three, three weeks at a time where my yes. wife is on her fucking own 
Mm-mm. is amazing. It blows my fucking mind. If I was three it's weeks with these sons of bitches, holy Mm-mm. shit, I would be drowning. I would be drowning kids in the fucking tub. Like what? what like, no, it's fucking dad, But you dad know what, part dude? Of depression. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real fucking thing, number one. I don't know about dad. Whatever. Take it easy over there. But number two, <laughs> uh, that's why I knew I could never be a stay-at-home mother. I was like, I could, this is not for me. I need a job. I need to be able to make my own money. I cannot be involved in all of this. I love my children, but fuck this. No way would I ever stay at home with kids ever. How different is it now to have a child with someone who's there full time with you compared to before? Well, so I think that, I think that the biggest difference is that uh, Bo and I have to confront our differences in parenting real time Mm -hmm. versus Mm -hmm. like discussions as like how we're going to try to man like manage a situation. Bo and I have to confront them real time. Bo and I are very different parents. We believe in very different things. Mm. And so uh, we have to confront that real time. I think that's the biggest difference, you know, with Riley's mom. First of all, Bo's been involved in Riley's life since she was two years old. So mm. she's like involved in the conversation and we're all three very different people. So like, I think that's the hardest part about about all of that is that uh, we have to like, if it's something, if something happens with Riley, we have to get on a group chat or a group text and we all have to talk about it. And then there's three different opinions wow. and we all have to like maneuver our way around it. With yeah, Bo and hard. I, with Bo and I, it's like real time, like, uh, you know, Deuce does this or Riley does this while, while she's home with us and then we have to address that in real time Mm. and i think that's i think that's a little i'm just i'm totally different than the two of them as a parent it just becomes like this whole like nathan's an idiot (laughs) oh my god so you have to negotiate with two women when it comes to decisions with with your daughter two very intelligent women two very important women i didn't mean to dismiss that Sorry. No, 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 of course not. No, I just want to clarify because neither of them listen, but one of them might at some point, And I just want them to know that I respect them individually, equally. Um, <laughs> I want to know, since I'm the only person on the screen here, how did you guys <laughs> decide to do the Muck podcast? So Tina and I met through Women's March Broward. I was the president of Women's March for three years for Broward. And Tina was one of our leaders. And she came into one of our meetings wearing um, uh, my favorite murder podcast shirt. And I was like, bitch, I'm a murderino too. (laughs) We both listened to the podcast. Um, So over those three years, I did interviews with candidates that were running for office, like state or county candidates or city candidates. And Emma Cullum, who I think maybe, you know, I don't know. She's a big women's march, like ruthless person in Florida. And she was said to me one night, it was, I think it was her birthday. She's like, you need to start a podcast because you're really good at talking to people and this and that. And I was like, girl, I don't know. Who the fuck has time to do that? I don't have time to make a podcast. And then I told Tina, she used to help me do the videos. And she was like, yeah, we could do a podcast together. And I said, really? And she, and she said, yeah. And I'm like, well, it's got to be politics and, and something with crime. And so that's what we decided to do together. And that's, that was it. That was it. We both like just super fans of podcasts. It was so fun. It fit like if you were looking for like a barefoot Lobo niche, like you guys like just like slammed right into it. 
I love true crime and yeah. I love politics. Like I love debating politics more than I love doing anything. Yeah, I will I, I I love it so much. So it just like kind of slammed into that like little niche that I have. And the fact that I'm loyal, like just crazy loyal to my friends. So yeah. when when uh when Bo's friend came over and was like my sister-in-law started a podcast and I think you're going to really like it. And then I was no. like, charge. <laughs> I, was like, I was like all in from day one. I love it. Oh, thank God. I'm so, so glad much. too. And you've been on some, so I've, I've actually ended up following some podcasts because you and Tina have been on other podcasts. Like uh, okay. that record, got that record got me high. I uh, love I've, that I've, podcast. Yeah. Uh, so I've, I've been on that. And then there was another one Tina was on that. I just recently watched her on the movie uh, one, but yeah, the movie podcast. So we're going to do that together. Oh, we're no way. Debate. We're going to battle each other. And I told her I'm taking her fucking down, but we're going to battle Goodfellas and Casino. And which one was the better oh, movie? Oh, that's amazing. So <laughs> no, much I'm so fun. fucking excited. I'm so excited. So I got to pick Casino, but I'm down with that. Be on that one. Hold on, yeah. Yeah, Cody has to be on that one. This guy. What movie do you like better, Cody? Which one do you like better? Hold on. Which, Where are Casino you? Casino and Goodfellas? Yeah. What do you think? Goodfellas. I know you're going to say Goodfellas. Isn't that what everybody would say? What do you say? Well, you... listen. <laughs> I, first of all, I love Casino. I love that movie. But I had to pick a movie, and she's going to pick Goodfellas. She's so much better at Goodfellas than me, so I'm picking Casino. I think I can win. First of all, don't start with me. First of all, Robert De Niro is amazing in that movie. Number two, Joe Pesci. Come on. That scene in the bar is fantastic. Come on. Oh, we we you- cut that out of the podcast, didn't we? Where you, we argued that Joe Pesci is the greatest actor of all time. You seen a what bar, Hillary? I'm laying out. What are you talking Hold about? On. When he takes the pen and he and he fucking stabs the guy in the neck. That's not good, fellas. That's casino. <laughs> You're Wait making Tina's what? argument. You need to fucking figure out. Fuck me. I can't do this podcast now. I'm out. I'm fucking out. Hold on first of all, hold on you have to hear I'm, Cody Hold on a minute. I will, uh, first of all, I will admit when I'm wrong. I actually think that scene is in... No, that scene is a, that scene is in Casino. Yes! Wait, now I'm because, fucking nervous. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, the scene where... Because I'm a... I'm, Joe Pesci's my spirit animal. Um because <laughs> billy bats billy bats where he stabs billy bats is in goodfellas but the pin scene is in it's almost identical where he goes nuts and starts stabbing people yes i think that's i think that's in casino yeah i still think that goodfellas is a better movie though okay fine whatever either one but what about they sharon stone great. and goodfellas sharon stone is so good in, in casino sharon stone is sharon great stone's fine well, first of all, that's because she flashed her vagina at you in Basic Instinct, so now she's a fantastic actress. Okay, I get it. But in Casino, she's really good. I was 11. <laughs> Do you realize what happens to it's an terrible. 11-year-old? <laughs> no. Why are you watching that movie at 11 years old? This is awful. I Hold on. First of all, you should just be happy that I saw it because apparently <laughs> I haven't seen anything before 2001. <laughs> well, I wonder so why running- that was on the top of your list. It's a running joke on the podcast that I don't know anything about movies before like 2001. All right. Well, let me ask you if you're a big mobster like movie guy, Cody, what do you like? Uh, 
Godfather one or two, which one's better? Number two. Number two. Hands down. Yeah. Um, number one's great. Number two's the only time in the history of film that a sequel has been better than the original is Godfather. Godfather and two then, is a better movie. And then um, follow that up with the one of the worst movies that's ever been made, Godfather three. <laughs> the the best character in Casino though, and you should bring this up in your movie fights because you if you want to argue you know. Casino. Yes. Is James Wood as Lester Diamond is the best character <laughs> in Creepo. any of those movies? Oh my god, so good! Why we're talking about James Wood? You should watch the movie Digstown. Yeah, no stop. Watch that movie. <laughs> what is that? Digstown. So you see, movies are just bad movies. Those are. Uh, it's a great movie. I don't know why you would assume it's a bad movie. It's, what is that? Uh, it's got Louis Gossage. Good movies. He watches. Oh my terrible. god! It's about a boxer. I'm looking at a stupid yeah. movie poster right now. Got yes. <laughs> Please, no. James Wood, Louis Gossett Jr., Oliver Platt. Come on. Haven't we canceled before... James Wood? No. Yeah. We've only no, it canceled. Matter. It doesn't matter. We're not canceling anybody. We're just talking about. <laughs> Let's let the work speak for itself. Okay. Because you're, you're afraid Digstown. of being Here we go. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Play the trailer. Play the trailer, Cody. Do it. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Okay, hold on. <laughs> also oh, made the Beastie same Boys. year. We're looking up Beastie Boys. Oh. We were. We were. We were big Beastie Boys fans around here. All right. This was made the same year. Uh, I'm that, already annoyed. Uh, face I'm already pissed off. <laughs> it was made the same year as Basic Instinct. You know the difference between a hustler yes. and a good con man? Hustler has to get out of town as quick as he can. But a good con man, he doesn't have to leave until he wants to. Hi. Even. Love this movie. Hold on, hold on. We never joke about here. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a God. minute. Yes, 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 yes. It's exactly what you think it is. Heather Graham, right? Is that what it you're is asking? Heather Graham, yes. Are you serious? It is Heather Graham. Dude, this is That's the wild. greatest cast assembly of all time. All right, okay, calm on. down. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let's let's dial it back a minute. Let's let's let's, <laughs> let's, let's take a break. Let's take a break right now because we're we're operating in someone's wheelhouse. <laughs> Hillary. Randall Tex Cobb is in this movie. I mean, how can you say greatest Hillary. cast and have a grandma on the list? Hillary, what's your favorite movie? The Royal Tenenbaums. <laughs> <laughs> yes, bitch. Digstown, greatest cast. It's like, this, this is, is like where you this, like... This, Take your shirt off and run around yeah. the living room. I feel like, like I'm in a wet t-shirt contest in 1980s Fort Lauderdale when I hear that 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 sound. <laughs> What's your favorite movie, Cody? I am not a big Wes Anderson fan, um, but The Royal Tenenbaums is my favorite Wes Anderson movie. It's well, it's his best movie. It's his best movie. Yeah. Are you kidding? Next Sorry. to next to Hillary. Next to what? What is the next best Wes Anderson movie? Pop quiz. Um, what is besides say, a, Royal Tenenbaums is the pinnacle of Wes Anderson. What is the next best Wes Anderson movie? Okay, so I'm. I don't know if you'll agree with me or not, but 
uh, I have, I'm a huge fan of, oh, Cody, I don't want to disappoint you. Um, I'm a really huge fan of his, of like Isle of Dogs and Mr. F Fantastic Mr. Fox. Like, <laughs> Fantastic Mr. Fox is the second best Wes Anderson movie. Oh, it's the greatest. Thank you. Move to Florida. You can live between Barefoot Lobo and I. We'll be happy forever. Cheers. Do it. <laughs> we are the same person. <laughs> Barefoot Lobo should be watching movies. And you can get into this conversation, but you're too busy running all the time. If you slowed down and you would stop running and you would sit down and you would watch a movie every once in a goddamn while, maybe you would agree with it. We, well, I watched that I again recently. It's so good. I think Fantastic that, Mr. I think Fox that, is is amazing. The two best Wes Anderson movies are number one, Royal Tenenbaums. The best line in Royal Tenenbaums is from. Whoa, whoa, um, let hold, me, on, hold on, can hold I on, guess? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> okay. If you guess guys right. guess the same best line, I'm just starting the podcast with somebody I'm gonna, else. I'm going to go. Over. I'm going to go draw myself in the pool. Okay. All right. My first of all, there's way too many. Okay. Okay. And I would like just to say that for my 30th birthday, my friend surprised me with a sheet hanging up in the backyard. It was a movie party and we fucking screened the Royal Tenenbaums bitch in the backyard of a house. It was awesome. I would say my favorite line is from Royal Tenenbaum. Oh, no, no, that's not true. It's from the guy who's the um, guy who works the elevator and he pretends to be Royal's doctor. And the kids ask him do you think he has a chance? And he says, depends. Is he a fighter? Like that to me was the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. I don't know if that's the favorite line. That was to me was the best because <laughs> he's fucking lying the whole time. The guy's making the whole thing up. It was the best. Is he a fighter? Good. Why? What's your favorite line? My favorite line is from Owen Wilson is Eli Cash. When he <laughs> is talking about writing a book about um, General Custer. Custer. He says, <laughs> yes. he's like the, what, <laughs> Everybody knows that General Custer lost at the Battle of Little Bighorn. But what this book, book presupposes is, what if he didn't? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? That's my favorite line. It's my favorite line of any movie ever. I quote it constantly. I'm like, that is Damn the it. best written piece of dialogue that's ever been written. Oh, that's so and, funny. Um, also, I have a Sri Lankan friend that I always call my pagoda. <laughs> like, he's my pagoda that's the other best part of the movie is when they like i was stabbed once he's like who stabbed you he did like and then he stabs him again in the movie it's so good oh my god what a great movie yeah mm. amazing and the soundtrack is the fucking best soundtrack yeah. ever hands mm. down wes anderson's top-notch work yeah how do we start talking about this anyways anyways you both uh, asked the question, how do we exclu exclude Nathan from the conversation? And oh, then Diggs you Town. Yeah. yeah. We were talking about <laughs> Diggs Town led us to the Royal Tenenbaums. I feel like we're all connected then. That's just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, yeah. What's your favorite movie? It's not Diggs Town, Barefoot. What is it? Uh, oh, um, what is probably Rocky Three. Oh, for God's sake. What? Why don't you just say Top Gun like every other basic white bro? <laughs> no, what did my you favorite just fucking movie. say to me right now? <laughs> what did you say? Did you say Rocky 3? I did it for this reaction. <laughs> See that reaction on his face? 
<laughs> Wait, I gotta look up Rocky Three. Who does he fight in this one even? What Clover is it? Lang. Oh, it's, it's a must, Mr. Yeah. T. Was uh, Clover Lang, Mr. Oh, T. Mr. T. <laughs> oh, barefoot. To be fair to Barefoot Lobo. Yeah. He's simple-minded. In, Ro- no. in Rocky One, in Rocky One, he it ended in a draw, <laughs> and then it evolved in. I mean, to be fair, to be fair to him, draw. Rocky Two is victory. Rocky Three is thinking that you're better than you are, and the high expectations of life of like I'm on top. Losing that, losing your mentor, and then coming back from that, which I think honestly, if you want to look at the green grand scheme of Rocky movies, Rocky Three is probably the best movie out of all of them. I've never seen a Rocky I movie. It. I don't. Think- now, would I say that Rocky Three is my favorite movie? No. I'm a big Rocky fan. I'm the number one Rocky fan, probably more than Barefoot Lobo is. I would I would challenge you on that if we could get on this uh on this movie podcast. But you want to fight? You want to actual have a fucking fight? No, but I do want to say my wife my is right there. You want to talk about who's a bigger Rocky fan? I have all five movies on VHS. Don't fuck with me, bro. Like this I have is all literally five not movies on Blu-ray. This is, this is not the forum to have this conversation. <laughs> Like there are, there's a guest present. You want to just do Nathan Cody drama while there's a guest present? Um. Oh do you want to know? Do you want to know one of the one of my favorite? I will I will die hanging on to this memory. One of my favorite memories in life is I have a friend who had never seen a Rocky movie, and I got to tell him the plot of every Rocky movie with knowing that he will never watch it. I got to explain. He was like, he's like, I've never watched watched a Rocky movie. Like. What? <laughs> it's a good feeling. And I explained the plot to. I got to. I like. I told him like I was telling my kid a story. Like, oh, there was a princess that lived in the castle. It was like there was this guy named Rocky Balboa, and no one believed in him. I got to explain that to him, like I explained it to a child. Is I will never forget that. I'll be in my dying bed, and I'll be like, I remember that forever. I got to explain <laughs> the Rocky series to a child. Wait a second. And I was like, you, you know what? He fought a guy in the first movie, Apollo Creed, and then six movies down the road, Apollo Creed's son was the focus of the fucking movie. That's and he was right. like, what? <laughs> what? We have to address something very serious. You've never seen one Rocky movie? No. I'm talking to our guest Hillary here. Yeah, no. Not one? Mm-mm. Never. By happenstance. You do know that Michael B. Jordan is shirtless in the last. Oh, two. stop! I have seen that movie, Creed but not the Creed Rocky two? movies. Yeah, there's no context for anything. Yeah. What do you mean? I, mean? I know the thing. I know like Adrian. I know all that. I know the. the no, I you don't know. You don't know. I can tell by the dismissive way you just said okay. Adrian. Well, you don't understand all, what happened. I resent number one <laughs> that Rocky Top Gun, like Beach Boys, Pet Sounds, like all this like average white dude, like that's their what favorite the shit. What the fuck are so you talking? What are why you? I just pet- you're- hold on, hold, hold on a goddamn minute. Hold on a fucking minute. Did you yeah. just roll Rocky, Top Gun, and Pet Sounds? You Pet Sounds, the Beastie Boys, not Beastie Boys, Beach. the Beach Boys album and how does that even make any sense because it's the same it's the same answer you always get what's your favorite movie top gun what's your favorite album 
Beach Boys best sounds. That's what I always hear. No, it's not. No, it's not even anything. That's not the same answer for everything. I haven't talked to you, Cody. I haven't been talking to you, obviously. Holy, holy Okay, favorite album. Fine, favorite album. What does that prove me wrong? Oh, I can I can do this right now. Do you want to know what my favorite album is? Because you're gonna laugh your fucking ass off. This is egregious. This is an egregious statement. The number one you would say in the same sentence that Rocky, which stands alone as its own thing in masculine masculine culture, how dare you attack a white male's (laughs) feelings about anything? Rocky stands on its own. Pet sounds. Drop. Yeah. Pet, pet sounds. sounds. Jesus Get, Christ. Pet sounds doesn't. Pet sounds. <laughs> isn't your husband a musician? Yes. Why do you think that's why I'm saying that? <laughs> what do you mean? What you, is that supposed uh, to mean? All right, time out. Because what was, your, what was, it, hold what on, was hold the other thing that you trashed? I mean, I want to. I want to jump in here. Hold on. Time out. Time out. Time out. Fucking what? 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 <laughs> I want to jump. I want to jump what? in here. Let's. Hey, I, I need cooler heads to prevail. I want to jump in here because Hillary is legitimately a a a music buff. So we just named favorite movies. Let's go favorite albums. Cody, what's your oh. favorite album of all time? Don't, don't say pets. <laughs> I hope he does. I hope he does so we can just kick you off this fucking podcast and just be done. I've watched my best friend shift allegiances over the last hour. I will boot you. Listen, you can talk about. Oh, we're still going. You can talk about Rocky and you can talk about Top Gun in the same breath. I won't, I won't agree to that. To disparage pet sounds. It's a okay. sin. It is a fucking sin. Hold on. Hold on. I didn't do I that. It. Yeah, you did. I didn't disparage it. No. No, 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 no. You, you grouped it in with Top Gun? With <laughs> Top Gun? <laughs> a movie about jets? So you're telling me you like pet sounds? Airplanes? You like pet sounds? Is that what you're telling me? Hold on. That Top Gun, that Top Gun soundtrack, though. Highway you shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> the zone. Takes you right oh the I am blown away. Zone. I am blown away. What, you what is the dance? Pet sound. Are you still going? Whole... Is this a real thing? Are you really still going or are you really that offended? Come on. Let's go. What's your favorite Take album you then? Okay, so <laughs> danger zone. <laughs> the bottles are clanking. Um, I <laughs> I'm moving them. Uh-huh. <laughs> so my okay. So movies are movies, television, whatever is one thing. Music is an, another thing. To say pet sound compare pet sounds to Top Gun is egregious. At <sighs> So, what I will tell you is my favorite album of all time is Nirvana Unplugged. It's so much my favorite album that my, that's the first album that my firstborn daughter listened to from beginning to end. That's how mm-hmm. important that album is to me as a human being. Mm-hmm. If that's, that's fine. If you ever said anything that disparaged <laughs> that album, I would be 
Who the fuck would do that? Myself. Who the fuck would do that? Is Nirvana unplugged? Come on, all right, man. All right, I'm gonna keep this but, interview on. What? Oh Jesus! I just want to. I want to know what Hillary's. <laughs> Have you ever watched this? Here we go. Together. Oh, no. We'll take this journey together. Am I even part now, of this? What's genre? Does it what, what, like, it, it's like, a, like the spine? The spine? Like yeah. one sentence? Like, no, I don't, I don't fucking boy meets girl. I don't give a shit about that. Fuck boy meets. Hold on. Is Nathan, put your headphones on. What are you doing? You are part of the podcast. Poor Nathan. No, I, of course I am. I was, just being a, no, I was just being a baby. <laughs> no, but I can hear it. <laughs> my podcast, my, uh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Are you gonna are you gonna be a part of this journey with us? No. Of course. Be an adult, okay? <laughs> Hillary, have you ever seen this? No. Nathan, have you ever seen this? No. Alright, here we go. What's the film about? What's it really about? What genre does it hit? What, what like it, it's like a, like the spine? The spine yeah, like yeah. one sentence? Like no, I don't, I don't fucking boy meets girl, I don't give a shit about that. Fuck boy meets girl, fuck motorcycle movie. No, what is really being said? What's really being seen? That's what you're talking about. Because the whole idea, man, is subversion. You want subversion on a massive level. You know what one of the greatest fucking scripts ever written in the history of Hollywood is? What? Top Gun. Oh, come on. Top Gun is fucking great. What is Top Gun? You think it's a story about a bunch of fighter pilots? Can't believe it's you guys about a bunch of guys waving their dicks around. It <laughs> is a story about a man's struggle with his own homosexuality. That's serious. That is what Top Gun is about, man. You've got Maverick, all right? He's on the edge, man. He's right on the fucking line, all right? And you've got Iceman and all his crew. Right. They're gay. And they are they represent the gay man, right. all right? And they're saying, go. Go the gay way. Go the gay way. He could go both ways. What about Kelly McGillis? Kelly McGillis, she's, she's, she's heterosexuality. She's saying, no, 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 no. Go the normal way. Play by the rules. Go the normal way. And they're saying, no, go the gay way. Be the gay way. Go for the gay way. All right, that is what's going on throughout that whole movie. What is this party? Who are these people that make me sick? What is that? Who are you? Who are you? Who, what is he wearing? It's some kind of, like, dance jumpsuit, freakish little gaucho... Let's go to Spain and dance with our arms over our heads. And He goes to her house, right? All right. It looks like they're going to have sex. You know, they're just kind of sitting back. He's taking a shower and everything. They don't have sex. He gets on the motorcycle, drives away. She's like, what the fuck? What the fuck is going on here? Right. Next scene. Next scene you see her. She's in the elevator. She is dressed like a guy. She's got the, the cap on. She's got the aviator glasses. She's wearing the same jacket that the Iceman wears. She is okay. This is how I gotta get this guy. This guy's going towards the gateway. So I gotta bring him back. I gotta bring him back from the gateway. So I'm gonna do that through subterfuge. I'm gonna dress like a man. <laughs> Alright? That is how she, she she approaches it. Right. Okay. But, let me just ask you, I'm gonna digress for just for two seconds wow. here. But um I met this girl Amy here. She's like floating around here and everything. Now, she just got divorced, right? I saw you on what was it? <laughs> I was asking my friend, I I can't remember. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just, there's just a little... But the real ending of the movie is when they fight the medics at the end. All right, because he has passed over into the gay way. They are this gay fighting fucking force, all right? And they're beating the Russians. The gays are beating the Russians, all right? And it's over, and they fucking land. And Iceman's been trying to get Maverick the entire time. Finally, he's got him, all right? And what is the last fucking line that they have together? They're all hugging and kissing and happy with each other. And Ice comes up to Maverick and he says, Man, you can ride my tail! It is time! And what does Maverick say? Maverick, you can ride my sword fight! Sword fight! Sword fight! 
fucking it! Yeah, yeah. man! <laughs> That's when you have when you come on a podcast with someone with a film degree. That's why you, you guys get. I can't believe you guys have never what, seen that what, before. What is that? I have no idea. That literally explains like uh what's the movie that um what's the movie that John Favreau made? Because that's literally that swingers. Like swingers. swingers, yes. Yeah. It's that's very yeah. swingerish. That's so funny. Cody, what's your favorite? Oh, you already answered. Hillary, you didn't answer your favorite album. This is a round. This is how um, we get to this shit. So this is the roundabout way we get to fucking shit. I told you. You asked me how we record for five hours and we get content. This is how we what do it. What is your all-time favorite album? Favorite album. Die on this hill. Pick one and walk away. I I gotta tell you, I don't know if I can name one. Do it. You have to. That's the that's the fucking premise. I know. I can do it. You want me to go next? Yeah. Tupac, all eyes on me. Next. <laughs> I'm the I don't even fucking know what that is. worst. Okay. What? So I'll. G- I'm. I don't know. I mean, I know Tupac, but I don't. I've never heard any of that. All right. Sorry, barefoot. Okay. Um, I would pick if I can name three. I'm gonna name three. We're gonna do three now. I thought please. we said. Okay. Please. Right. <laughs> please hey, let Cody. Me do it. Cody, hit the hit the fram fram after everyone. Just I'm gonna, I'll cut it down to one. We'll be very controversial. Okay, number three, I would say try to hold your comments to the end if that's possible. Um, number three would be <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm scared to say it would be Elton John's um, Honky Chateau. That's my number three. <laughs> my number two would be Stevie Wonder. Songs in the Key of Life. And my number one favorite would be it'd be Neutral Milk Hotel Aeroplane uh, in the <laughs> How's that? I love Nirvana. That's a great album, but I'm more indie rock girl. If I'm going to go obscure Tupac? indie, that's as obscure as you can get. I don't give a fuck about Tupac. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sorry, I know. I that's not my thing, man. No, I'm, I'm excited for thank you for uh, <laughs> naming three albums nobody's ever heard of. We appreciate. <laughs> are you come on? Are you serious? No, no. Of course, I'm not serious. I'm not serious about anything. I'm only serious <laughs> about loving you and loving and, and and making and making fun of albums. Oh my god. Neutral milk hotel? <laughs> What's this bullshit? Look at him sipping water like a motherfucker. Are you kidding me right now? Cody, put put a song. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't put, put on a green sweater and be like all obscure like Kurt Cobain. Oh my god. I gotta, <laughs> I'm gonna slow my songs down and show what a genius I am all the time. <laughs> is that is that a hold on Seattle? Hold on. The Mopop Museum at Solid Sweater, so you better hold your fucking tongue, young lady. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I just want What's you to know. Movie? I said Ooh. my favorite movie. We talked Royal about this Tenenbaums already. Of all time? <laughs> yeah. Royal Tenenbaums is your favorite movie of all time? Ever. Yes. In the history of movies yes. ever been made? Yes. Unbelievable. What the? F- now we're fucking goofing on this? I thought we were good. Now we're all fucked up because of the fucking music. What's, what, Cody, what's your favorite movie of all time? You just lost a fan. I'm not listening to this podcast anymore. 
Bye. <laughs> right, we can't, we, we really can't yeah. afford to lose you. We What's only have Nathan's four. favorite movie. That's a more important question. Yeah. Love song for Bobby Long. We've had this conversation. Are you fucking kidding me? Your favorite is movie that? is a John Travolta movie that's been released in the last twenty years. Yeah. That is I'm sorry, the most it's not egregious Michael. thing that's ever been said in the history. <laughs> Michael is a far superior film than anything that he's made in the last twenty years. I, I'm sorry. I really like Love Song for Bobby Long. Aw, fair put. It's not good. I haven't watched it. I don't say it's not good. <laughs> You've never even fucking seen I will literally cry myself to sleep tonight. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. I will watch you it really, tomorrow. You better watch it tomorrow. And then add an addendum to this podcast where you apologize profusely. One hundred percent. That's not what's gonna happen. <laughs> I think that I think that Hillary just realized that we have no idea what we're doing, and we just are able to mine <laughs> ninety minutes of good content out of four hours of just us being total morons. First of all, I want to say something. Good content. <laughs> I want to say that I did not shit talk pet sounds. So fuck off for that, number one. You did. You compared I, it to. <laughs> you compared it I to did Top not. Gun. I no. What I said was. Don't wake your husband up right now. Gun. Bring him on the podcast. We'll talk about it. Oh, please. Oh, Jesus Christ. your husband would agree with me it's why what this is why your husband would agree with me you can't put pet sounds in the same conversation Ugh, god damn it are you god only first of all i fucking love one pet of the songs. top yeah. 12 best song has ever been written yeah I, it was on my wedding album i know how fucking good that song is please don't fucking get me started i love pet sounds i'm just saying was top gun on your wedding movie list Hold on. No, I don't but know. Who are, has are that? Only, what is that? Are, well, hold on. <laughs> Top 12 are only white people voting on this? Because I'm pretty sure there's no Listen, way that sounds. All I'm saying is when I, the, the average fucking answers I always get is Pet Sounds or Top Gun with the movie or Rocky. <laughs> I'm looking for something else. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. I, how? I mean, so it's good, but that's ridiculous. To say that that's your top is ridiculous. I'm saying it. Wait, pet because I like Top Gun. Am I am I basic? Is that like a real thing? No. I just think there's an age group where that's a thing. Like there's an age group for guys where it's like those movies or that album, especially Pet Sounds. I kind of feel like people give it now because they want to sound. I don't know into music or something to now i realize i just said that <laughs> there is a there is a segment of the population that says pet sounds yeah because you're a hipster there's yes. that you see what i'm saying but that's what i'm talking god about. only knows his top 20 at least of all time yeah no i agree it's a great song but is top gun top 20 <laughs> of all time no. No. But now I think it's this homoerotic fucking fantasy that men are having. Thank you, Quentin Tarantino. No, it is. Totally. My husband wanted to be a fighter pilot because of Top Gun. 
I did too. I did too. Your husband wanted to be a fighter pilot? Yeah, now I'm thinking it was a homoerotic dream. It is. Fantasy. It is. And the, the funny part too is the actress in the movie's a lesbian. She didn't want to have sex with any of them. Let me ask you this question. Do you think, do you believe in like soulmates and like loves of your life? Would you say like, like do you believe in soulmates? Like there's one person and all that jazz? Cody is my soulmate. <laughs> I don't, I don't, no. I've told, I've told my wife. No. That, that, he doesn't have to agree with that. I've told my wife that Cody is my soulmate. Cody is the love of my life. There's not even, it's oh. not even, it's not even hands down. I don't, I don't think there's any like, like I don't have any qualms or misunderstandings about that at all. Cody's the love of my life. Love him to death. This is incredible. It's a very sweet cinema. I don't, I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that, that it has, I don't think that it has anything to do with who you find attractive or who you like. I love, I, like, I love the shit out of my wife. But if you're talking about somebody who's like definitely the person I could spend the rest of my life with, regardless of anything, yeah, Cody's the love of my life. No doubt. Oh my it's not God. even close. If we need to live in a shanty and we need to get along with each other and there would be no qualms about it, like, you get the handful of rice today and I'll just sit this one out. It'd probably be Nate, probably. <laughs> Is that, the, is that the is that the definition of soulmate? Is it a being? Is it a being agreeable with each other? Then yes, Nathan is my soulmate. Uh, what else you guys got? I got to finish this damn story for tomorrow. Putting it off. Hillary, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, thank you for leaving us voicemail messages. You are you are always a delight to talk to. Both okay. you and Tina left great questions. <laughs> Far beyond any expectation I ever had for anybody that ever listened to this garbage that we put out. So <laughs> you challenged us both mentally and physically to come oh up my with God. answers. <laughs> nice. No, well, it was my pleasure. Thank you. You guys are you guys are great, and I can't I can't sing your praises enough. Of course, we ran an ad for your podcast moments before you came on. So yay! Did you so, like it? It was a good promo. It's way better than anything we'll ever put out. So that's all I got <laughs> Hillary, okay. I love you so much. Thank <gasps> you so much. I love you. I love you. I know you think that it diminishes the word that I say it so much, but I love you. <laughs> Thank you for coming on with us. Oh, barefoot Hillary, Lobo. I adore you. Oh, oh, no love. That's great. I, can, I guess I should have been nicer to pet sounds. I get some love over here with Cody. I absolutely do. I love you. I think you're the same person uh, as me. Thank you beyond anything. Thank you for even considering listening to this garbage that we put out <laughs> every week. It's amazing well, that you, you guys have are the, the constitution to make it through an entire episode of this fucking show. <laughs> I can't. I can barely listen to it. Well, I love you guys so much, and I appreciate you reaching out and asking me to come on tonight because it was so much fun. And um, I love, 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 love your podcast. I love you guys. And uh, thank you for being supportive of our podcast. Please, are you kidding me? It's a lot of work, but uh, it's nice to know that it's reaching people and that Barefoot Lobo are your number one fan. We love you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, and 
happy Valentine's Day to everybody. It's coming out Valentine's Day. I hope you get everything you want for Valentine's Day. I'll be digging a hole to go to the bathroom in, so <laughs> say a prayer for me. Jesus. <laughs> Give love to your kids. Definitely. Thank you. All right. Bye. 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 All right. I love you, man. I love you too, buddy. All right. Hey. Nope. That's it. <laughs> Good night. Good night.